Hi friends, this is The Path to Joy, and I'm your host, Melissa Bloom. Sugar, sugar, honey, honey. (laughs) You know, I can't help singing. It's a problem. But today I do want to chat about sugar. And as a bit of a disclaimer, or maybe just a, you know, a little info up front, this conversation about sugar is completely divorced from weight. I want to talk about sugar and stress and that connection, um, why we have to stop blaming ourselves for our sugar cravings, right? The notion of willpower is pretty inaccurate. And, And then I want to spend a little bit of time chatting about the intersection between joy and sugar. So first let's talk about stress. I've talked about our stress response before. Um, When we perceive a threat, even if it's a deadline or an insensitive comment on social media or just running kids around to sports practices, our bodies experience a surge of a number of hormones, including cortisol. And I talk about cortisol in the episode, what happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas. So if you haven't listened to that one, go check it out. But cortisol initiates a bunch of interesting cascades in our bodies, and it increases our desire, our craving for sugar. Why? Sugar is a really easy energy source. It's not hard to take apart sugar to get glucose. And glucose is quick, fast energy. So if your body needs to fight a bear, it needs glucose fast. So it makes sense that in times of stress, we're going to feel a greater need for sugar. But our sugar cravings get even more interesting. The microbes that make up our gut microbiome all have different food preferences, kind of like our kids. <laughs> so when you eat more sugar and processed food is kind of in the same category, you feed these sugar loving microbes and they want to grow. So they create more cravings for sugar so they can grow. Sugar and cravings are not about mental fortitude and willpower you actually have tiny single-celled organisms in your gut telling you to eat sugar or else. So here's where things can get tricky. These sugar-loving microbes are not really doing us very good, much good, right? They kind of make up what I like to call the bad cast of characters. If you've ever been to Disney World, there's one side of the parking lot that's the villains, and one side that's the heroes. So I would put these sugar-loving microbes in the villains category. They don't help produce the chemicals we need to feel good, like serotonin and GABA, so we feel more anxious, more on edge. These sugar lovers also signal to our immune system to ramp up their operations, right, versus kind of chilling out. And the result is we feel foggier, our minds feel busy and overstimulated. There's just noise in our brain versus quiet. As my mom would say, they're a bunch of no good (laughs) nicks. 
and they compete with space, with physical real estate, with the good guys, the heroes. And this is the most critical part of building a microbiome that is there for us, that supports us, that can provide us with what we need. It requires diversity. So a few of these sugar lovers are okay, but if we can have a wide ranging cast of characters, right? All the different villains, all the different heroes, we can kind of make sure all the jobs get done. I find conversations around sugar and food really interesting because to build a diverse, a healthy microbiome, the answer is not just avoid sugar at all costs. There's this whole other element of blame and shame and guilt. Those emotions actually deplete our microbiome. They increase our cortisol more and wipe out the heroes, the good guys. So it's a pickle, right? We want to avoid sugar, have more diversity, but also find this balance of not doing so with blame and shame and guilt, right? And usually weight and willpower are part of that conversation. We celebrate with food. We connect with others around food. We give comfort to those who are suffering with food. And sometimes that comfort, that food has sugar. But the value of connecting, celebrating, providing comfort far, far outweigh the physiological costs of eating sugar. So what's the answer? I think it begins with an awareness of our narrative that sugar is evil and it's proof of our lack of willpower, right? That's an ingrained, a learned story that's not only not helpful, it's not accurate. And then I think it helps to think about our food in terms of our emotional well-being, right? Our microbial diversity, eating a wide array of foods to build that diversity, considering which foods help you feel calm and clear, more joyful, right? Not thinking about willpower and weight, but more about feeling clear and calm and connected. And then appreciating that connection and celebration may involve foods you don't normally eat as much of, and that's good. That's okay. That's sacred ground. So enjoy that too. If you're curious about the physiology of joy and want to learn a bit more about it, I think you'd really enjoy my book, The Path to Joy. The first part is all about this body piece of the joy equation. You can check it out on Amazon at or thepathtojoybook.com and you'll find the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, my friends, and join me again every Tuesday and Thursday on your favorite podcast app for more episodes of The Path to Joy. Enjoy the journey.